everyone, and welcome to another edition of Right Wing Vegan, the Friday show. I'm Scott. And I'm Kelly. And we are here live after the last presidential debate, the last presidential debate that took place last night. And honestly, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it actually went much better than I thought it would go. And also, just a side note, if you uh, happen to hear any weird uh, thunder in the background, it's because we're in the middle of a storm. It's yeah, storming out. Yeah, it's storming out pretty bad Lightning here. Lightning and so. thunder, so you might hear some of that. I don't know if the power will go out or what, but we'll try this. Um, anyways, yeah, the debate last night, it honestly, it, it went a lot better than I thought it was going to, right? Do- obviously, Donald Trump was dialed back. He was not, he came into this debate with a completely different strategy than he had gone into the previous one. Very presidential. And very presidential. And I that's the feedback that I'm getting uh, from my circles is that Donald Trump appeared to be very presidential, very calm, cool, collected. Um, he did not overspeak Joe too much. The muting of the mic probably helped with that, in all honesty. But it was a different debate. This the, the, this debate is what we would expect the debate to look like. Yeah, it was a lot more controlled and uh, a lot more speaking, not like arguing over top of each other. And honestly, I really liked the fact that they did mute the mics. And that that was a thing. And I know at first Scott was like really mad about that and, and wasn't on board with the whole muting of the mic thing. But I actually think it is was very beneficial and it worked to Trump's advantage in allowing Biden to just dig himself into an even deeper hole than he already is in. And I, I think he did. I, I think he did. And we'll talk a little bit about that. I want to hit on the moderator first um, because I was worried about this moderator because of her ties to not only the Clintons, but her ties to the Obamas and her parents' ties. Her parents are huge donors to the Democrat Party. So I was a little worried going in. I mean, her questioning of Trump in the White House when she asks him questions is negative and kind of nasty. So I was a little worried going into this debate that she would be one-sided. But I have to say, and maybe, now I'll admit, maybe it's the bar is so low that she did a bad job, but it's a good job when you compare it to the job that Chris Wallace did, because he did such a bad job that maybe, maybe she just did an okay job, but it feels like a great job because of how bad Chris Wallace was. Maybe that's, maybe that's, that's what happened. No, I mean, I think that she did really good. Like not only did she pose hard questions to President Trump, but she also posed, I would say equally hard questions to Biden she wasn't as one-sided as Chris Wallace was no the only complaint I have is that she cut Trump off a lot more than she did Biden she did yeah I did notice that she did would would reach in and and cut him off and and everything but she wouldn't do that as much with Biden but she did ask about Hunter she did and she she asked some other questions about immigration and 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 she really did press Biden a little more than I would have a expected and b than Chris Wallace did Chris Wallace, right when we were getting to the meat of those conversations, Chris Wallace would move us on. And it's like, dude, they're just now getting to the meat of it. 
What I liked about this moderator over Chris Wallace was she allowed the conversation to keep going a little bit, which which is good. Now, some people will say that's weak. You should you should stand your ground and hold the candidates back. But no, a debate is a chance for us to to hear them interact with each other so that we can learn. We can learn more that way, because, again, the media is never going to challenge the Democrat as hard as Trump's going to challenge the Democrat. So when Trump presses Biden on certain issues that we know the media is not going to press him on, that's good. And we want to see how Biden's going to react to that. Yeah. And she definitely allowed for that type of conversation to happen. She did. Which to is her really good. To her credit. A lot more than Chris Wallace ever did. Absolutely. And again, I mentioned it before. Trump came into this debate with a completely different strategy than he did with the first one. What, what I think, you know, any good sports team, and you do got to treat, treat politics like sports. It's the only way you can enjoy it. Any good sports team is going to watch the tape and fighter too, right? You're going to watch the tape. You're going to learn what you did right and did wrong. If you're facing the same opponent, you're going to learn, you know, now you've been in the ring with him. So now you know their style a little bit. You know their moves. You've got you've got some some uh, history that you can play off of. And so Trump, I think, watched the tape, listened to his advisors, and pulled back a lot. As I'm as we mentioned before, he acted presidential, but he pulled back a lot. Now he pushed a little bit when it was necessary. But I think this was a much better Trump. This this is the Trump that we want. This is the Trump that's going to win an election. Well, see, and then you also would have thought that he would have been advised going into the last debate to allow Biden to dig his own grave. But they didn't. I mean, was that obviously not advised to him the first time? I think it was. I think Trump got angry. I think the first debate, Trump got angry. He got rattled and Biden wanted him to. That was Biden's strategy going into that debate, I think, was interrupt Trump early, get him rattled. You know, you got Chris Wallace on your side. Trump's already mad about that. So get him rattled and then he's going to act angry and rattled. And that's what happened. That's true. Yeah. So I I think that was just Biden utilizing his strategy effectively. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, he probably had somebody in his earpiece telling him he needed to to, to do that. Um, I want to say, and and these are just some instant takeaways. We'll talk more about this, but I do want to hit on these points right now because I think they might be the biggest part points of the debate. Um, the Biden scandal lingers. It looms. It loomed above this debate before it even began. That's the Hunter Biden email scandal because Bubalinski, Bob, Bob Ulinsky, I just, whatever. I'm going to butcher the name every time I say it. So just get used to it. Honestly, the reason why I didn't say the moderator's name is because I knew I was going to butcher it. So I just didn't even say it. But Bob Ulinsky, okay, he had <laughs> he had a press conference before the debate, right before the debate, which is genius, by the way. So it was announced a little earlier before that, that Trump was inviting him as his guest, which is savage, savage Trump move. Of course, you invite this whistleblower to your debate. Um, Rumor was he was thinking about inviting Hunter's crack dealer, but that could have been a joke. I don't know if that was real. No, and I think that would have been in very poor taste. I I think it would have too. Funny move, but in poor taste. So he he brings Bob Alinsky. Bob Alinsky does a press conference before saying, hey, I have all this evidence. I'm turning it over to the FBI. I was involved in these deals. I was hired by the Bidens to broker these deals. So I can speak, you know, that Joe Biden was heavily involved. Joe Biden was the big guy. Joe Biden has been identified as the big guy. Mm -hmm. We all wondered who the big guy is. The big guy is Joe Biden. When I say it out loud, I want to laugh because it's just funny that Joe Biden's code name is the big guy. But it, 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 it is. Joe Biden's the big guy. So. That was right before the debate. So we got that press conference and then like an hour later we got the debate. Yeah, but the important thing here is was that press conference broadcasted on any other uh, news station, news outlet, you know, like was it was it broadcast on the stations that really you need to 
broadcast on to reach I, that audience. I can neither confirm nor deny what stations it was yeah. on. What I can tell you is it was on Fox because that's where I watched it. So I know. So I know. I, I'm just saying it's like I I know you're excited about this being like released well, right before the debates, but I'm like I doubt that anyone on CNN actually saw that. Here's the thing. I'm not excited about it. And I've said this this week throughout the show. I think the timing of this delegitimizes it a little bit. And it does. I I'm so I'm a little turned off by the timing because I, I what I this is an arrow in the quiver, and I hate to use that phrase because that's what Nancy Pelosi said when she was talking about Trump, but it is an arrow in their quiver for them to to pierce the validity of the story. Now the left can just say, oh, well, isn't it convenient, the timing? And, of course, normies are going to be like, yeah, it is kind of convenient, the timing of this. Oh, yeah, because they've done the same thing to everyone on our side, or so, people on our side. So I, I will say that I don't like. I think if this evidence was available to Rudy Giuliani before, he should have released revealed it when it was because corrupt politicians shouldn't be allowed to continue and i think biden could have been stopped a lot earlier in the race yeah and that's what i'm thinking like if you release this sooner then we may not even be having a biden trump ticket or a no it would probably be right burning it yeah would be it would burning. be different um so it would be a lot different but but you know what it is what it is that that doesn't take away from the validity validity of what this man oh yeah is absolutely now i think this man is completely and this is all speculation. Obviously, I have no evidence to back up what I'm about to say, but it makes a lot of sense in my brain when I'm working through all this. I think that Bob Alinsky is doing this for probably selfish reasons. I mean, he can say he's doing this as a patriot, but what I really think happened is either A, he sees the ball rolling down the hill and he wants to step out of the way of it, or B, the Bidens owe him money and they didn't give it to him. So if they cut him out of the deal he's gonna turn you know, state's evidence and you know in in either of those scenarios i'm okay with it because it doesn't make he, it less true no it yeah it doesn't make it less true it still happened there's still validity to the story and whether he wants to get out from underneath of it before it tramples him or he's doing it as a payback because they owe him money at least the story's out there and we mentioned before you know they asked him about it the moderator asked him a question now had Bob Alinsky not done that press conference, I don't know if she would have. I think that was a great play. And if it was the Trump campaign that put it on, from a political standpoint, from I'm looking at this as I'm advising the president or I'm, I'm involved here, that was brilliant because it almost forced her hand to have to ask a question about it. Because regardless of if the news was, if they broadcasted that press conference, I can tell you, confirmed to me, ABC at the very least covered the press conference. They oh, talked they about the press conference. Oh, okay, that's good. So I will say that I think that kind of forced their hand a little bit, and they had to talk about it. And that's what I'm really waiting for, is for some sort of evidence to come out that forces, as you say, forces their hand to actually talk about this. In all honesty, I don't know we'll ever get that evidence. I, I hope I, it comes. I don't know. If it comes now, I don't know what good it's going to do. I mean, we're 11 days out. Is that correct? I, from from the election? It's yeah. Tuesday. The Not this coming Tuesday, Next but the Tuesday. following Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. You know, does it do any damage? At I this don't know. point, I think it's too late in the game to do any significant damage. I'm just hoping that if, if there is damage to be done and it comes after the election, that something does happen. Like, you know, like I don't want that to just disappear and there to be no... You know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't want there to be no consequences for Biden's actions in this. Oh, absolutely. Even if he's not president. So, like, if he was to become president, you could definitely impeach him or no, whatever it'll go at away. that point. But, like, if he doesn't become president, I don't want it to go away. Yeah, and the establishment is certainly working to to make it go away already. 
I mean, that's that's what they're trying to do. That's what they did with Hillary. I mean, we, we know that that the corruption runs deep here. It's not just Biden. And, you know, I mean, look at the Clinton Foundation, how much money. It's weird how the Clinton Foundation got all these donations while she was secretary of state, isn't it? I, oh, I mean, yeah. it, the corruption runs deep in the Democrat Party. I'm sorry. It does. That's a fact. Look it up. It does. Look up all of these scandals. The Clintons, you could you could write a I'm sure people have written books about it. It's so deep. So, I mean, you you know, in the Russia gate and then, you know, kind of faking that and, and you know, the witch hunt with Trump. I mean, there's just so much that, the fake impeachment. That was the funniest thing. I have to say, you just brought up a point. The funniest thing in the entire debates to me was that Biden kept making all of these statements about how um, Trump was involved in like Russia and all this interference <laughs> Russia. and Russia, Russia, Russia. But it was like. Uh, turn this around back on yourself, sir, because this is all you. Well, they love to blame Russia. That's their go-to. I know. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Every single Democrat, when you win election, they give you a little card and it says, all that's on it is advice. And it just, any question comes up that you don't have an answer to, you blame Russia. That's the go-to. And that's what they do. They all do it. It's fascinating how they all do it. A couple points I want to make. And then I want to talk just overall about the debate. And then I want to get into mistakes Biden made or lies that Biden told, because there's a list of them. But, like Russia. But first, I want to talk about the biggest gaffe that Biden had during the night, maybe even during his campaign, because it happened last night. So obviously, Biden has been lying about banning fracking. He said it multiple times. There's video evidence. The Trump campaign actually ran a video at a rally in Pennsylvania. They created this nice video where they montaged everything together where him and Kamala are saying it. And then last night on the debate, Joe Biden says, I never said that. Are you kidding me? You never said that? Do you know how many times you're on video saying that, you doofus? <laughs> That's what Trump said. I, I've got it on video. But that wasn't the biggest gaffe. The biggest gaffe was Joe Biden admitting that he's basically, he wants to transition away from oil. Yeah. That's, that's his goal. That's his plan. We need to do away with the oil. And and it was funny because he said it. And then the moderator immediately go, goes, why did you, why do you, why do you do that? Or why, why did you do that? Or why do you want to do that? Yeah, why do you want to do that? But it was almost like she was asking him not why he wants to, to do what he said. But why did you say what you said? Why did you just say that? Like almost like she knew instantly you just hung yourself. Why do you want to do yeah. that? Why do you got to do that, Joe? Why did you? Yeah. Why'd you go there? You could have just shut up, nod your head, whatever. But no, you got to say that because you just lost Pennsylvania. If you had a chance of winning Texas, you just lost Texas. I don't think you did. I, I The polls to me, they're mind boggling at best. I don't think Joe Biden has a chance in Texas. But again, a lot of Californians are moving to Texas. The vote will eventually probably sway Democrat in Texas, which is disgusting because they'll never lose again if that happens. But a lot of Californians are bringing their politics with them. So, whatever. But that is a huge, huge moment. That is Joe Biden admitting that he is going to do away with oil, which means he's going to do away with tens, if not hundreds of thousands of jobs. Oh, yeah. Period. Many, many, many people make their money off of oil. And that's different, you know, white collar and blue collar. Yeah. White collar invests in the companies, blue collar work on the rigs. If you get rid of oil, you're getting rid of all these people's jobs. Well, and not just people that work on the rigs, but you have the transportation of oil, the refinement of oil, all of that. And like anyone what? involved in the oil industry. That loses you Pennsylvania. That loses you Ohio. That loses you Texas. That loses you the entire Midwest. The and 
And quite frankly, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I even like me, and this is just a personal thing. When you say something so stupid, even if I were going to vote for you, I would be reconsidering it now because how could you say something so stupid? Well, and, and even that too, it's like you also lost like the automobile industry, I would assume, and any... Uh any uh, piece of equipment that runs on oil. I don't know how these unions endorse you now. I honestly don't. Like, how, how are you going to run your uh, farming equipment? How are you going to harvest the corn out there in the fields if you don't have oil? You know? Wind. <laughs> wind. That was the other big debate. Wind. Joe Biden knows a lot about wind. Uh, but Trump knows more than Joe about wind. It was kind of like one of the most pointless... Because, again, every debate... This, this is just going to get me all fired up. But I'm going to talk about it. And I... I I, I try not to cuss on Twitter because I don't want to like offend people and I don't know who's following me and I, I don't know why I care, but I do a little bit of self-censorship on Twitter. However, when they bring up global warming at these debates, I just can't help myself because the big question is why in the F are we wasting our time talking about global warming? This debate was supposed to be about foreign policy. The whole debate, I think, was supposed to be about foreign policy. This was the foreign policy debate because they thought they had Trump on foreign policy. Well, Trump signs a bunch of peace deals. Can't talk about foreign policy anymore because now Trump is doing really good things. Also, you know, Joe Biden kind of taking money from foreign countries. That's definitely going to come up if we're talking about foreign policy. So they weirdly changed the subjects of the debate after this Hunter Biden stuff comes out. The, the commission for debates or whatever. They're not corrupt or anything. They changed the subject and now here we are again sitting together having a conversation about global effing warming. Something that no one gives an S about. Yeah. N- not an S. I mean, like, have you uh, opened your eyes to what the year has been like? Do you know what, how many people lost their jobs this year? Do you know how many people? A lot. That's the answer, especially people who live in New York and people who live in California, states that refuse to open. Those people lost their jobs. Do you think they give an ever living F about the climate right now? No, no. They have things that matter to them a little more, which, by the way, hey, you don't like lockdowns? Might not want to vote for Joe Biden. He's going to lock your ass back down. So and he said it. He said it. He would not say that he would not support a lockdown if one scientist, Dr. Fauci, idiot supreme, tells him that we need to lock down again. Well, Joe Biden's locking us down. That's it. Well, see, but the thing is that Trump never did an official lockdown, like locking down the entire country. It was just like a 14 days to slow the spread. And like these are the... 15. Okay, 15. Sorry. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. 15 days. 15 days turns into almost a year. To, I know. To slow the spread. But it was never like a mandate. It was never a federal push to do these things. It's always been state by state. But yet here comes Biden wanting to do it federally. Federally. And, and federal pushing mask it down mandate. statewide. Federal mask mandate. Nationwide, not statewide. And you sorry. know what? I used to be one of these people. I never understood why conservatives and Republicans didn't want to wear the mask. I'm like, just shut up and wear the mask. We got so many other hills to die. Right? Minneapolis is on fire and you guys want to complain about masks. And... Now I'm anti, I, I get it because there, the science is so questionable on masks. Yeah, hey, you know what? You know who likes to wear masks? People in Europe. Guess who's having a second wave spike right now? People in Europe. Mm-hmm. They love masks in Italy. Guess what? Second wave. I don't think masks are doing that great of a job at stopping the spread, but that's Biden's whole answer. You ask him about COVID, he holds up his stupid little mask. That's yep. his answer. Oh, I got the mask. I'm, I'm invincible. I'm never going to get COVID because I wear this mask. No, dude. And I can't believe people think that. 
But no. I think they do. And I will tell you, as someone who has to wear this dang on mask for eight hours a day at work, I hate it. Well, <laughs> I of course. hate the mask. I mean, common sense. You know what? If I'm with people, I'll wear the mask. A, because I know it makes other people feel uncomfortable, or it makes people feel comfortable if I wear the mask. Uncomfortable. Yeah, if yeah. I Fine. If I can make everybody in the room feel good, I'll wear the mask. You know what? Because exactly, I'm a good yes. person, and I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. But, but... You know, it's not foolproof, okay? The mask doesn't, a piece of cloth doesn't filter out everything, all right? It's just not what it, it doesn't, it's not a cure-all. No. That's what I'm trying to say. No, it's not. It's not a cure-all. And you can wear the mask and you can be sitting in a plexiglass bubble and it's still not going to prevent something from happening. No, it's not. Now, COVID was the topic that started the debate off yesterday, of course, because the media loves talking about COVID. They think it's a weak spot for Trump. And maybe it is. Because, again, it's one of those things where no matter how Trump handled it, people were going to die and bad things were going to happen. Especially in the beginning because we didn't know anything about it. So, really, Trump can't win. You know, Bi- it's easy for Biden, who didn't handle any of this, to say, oh, I could do, I could have done a better job. Because he, he didn't, didn't have to do anything. He had to sit in his basement, which is what he's done his entire campaign, too. Uh, but Trump won. I actually feel like Trump won on COVID. I think he, what, what you had, in all honesty, were two approaches. You had hope and you had fear. Trump was running, is running, it, it, his, you know, on hope, basically saying, hey, we've turned the corner. You know, we're not through this all the way, but we have to learn to live with it. Mm-hmm, we do. have to learn to live with this because we can't shut down again. The ramifications of us shutting down are at a point now to where they outweigh a virus that 99% of people are going to get over just fine. Yeah. So... We have to be smart about it, but at the same time, we can't go, we can't do that again. It's absolutely impossible for us to shut down again and survive as a society. Plus, people are killing themselves. Drug use is up. There are ramifications, not only for us, but for our children, and keeping them locked up and shut out from the world. It's just not a possible thing. So Trump is saying, look, we're America. You know, we are going to get through this. We got to work through it, and we're going to overcome this. Biden is saying... We're about to hit the worst winter of our lives. Many more people are going to die and we should hide. Like we need to be afraid of COVID. So what you have is Biden as a fear monger telling you dark. I think he said the term we're, we're headed for a dark winter, whatever the hell that means. Like winter's coming. Like you yeah. just watched Game of Thrones for the first time. And Trump is saying, no, no, like we're America. We're going to make it through this. You know, there's hope. There's hope at the other end of the tunnel. So you have the hopeful candidate. And the fear-mongering candidate. And in every instance in history, I can tell you, hope wins. Obama ran his whole campaign in 2008 on hope. Yeah, he did. That was his whole campaign. And you know what? He won because he was hopeful. Hope and change. That was the 2008 mantra. Hope and change. And you know what? He won. So if Trump's policy is on COVID, I'm hopeful. I'm positive. We can do this. Hope always wins. Fear tactics are not going to work. People, let me tell you something. People are over COVID. Yes. They're over yes. it. They don't want to hear about it anymore. They don't want to talk about it anymore. They're tired of COVID. That's some more feedback that I got about the debate. COVID fatigue. I mean, they talked about COVID for like 25 minutes. And I was getting text messages. People saying, can we like not talk about COVID anymore? Can we yeah. move on? Jeez, because people are over it. Yes, it's sad that people died. Over 200,000 people died. That's a tragedy in any instance, right? Okay. However, saying that, all right, it was supposed to be 2 million people. So 
the fact that it's only 200,000 would indicate to me that we did make some of the right moves and we did do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. But that, that again, so Trump wins on COVID, Biden runs on fear. It's not going to work for him. It's not going to work for him. If the, if the debate for the rest of the election is reopening versus closing down, I can tell you right now, reopening is going to win. Oh, yeah. People yes. do not want to close down again. That is, that is amongst every, probably Democrats and Republicans. Uh, one thing I want to, I want to hit on Joe Biden is such an idiot. Um, n- not only did he mention Hitler in the debate, which I think it should just be a standing rule that the first candidate to mention Hitler in a debate is automatically the loser. Wait, in what reference did he mention Hitler? I missed that. Uh, he, he was, t- we, they were talking about Kim Jong-un. Okay. I must have missed and this part. So they were on foreign, like not foreign policy, but I guess it was foreign policy. Um, they brought up Kim Jong-un and, and Trump's relationship with Kim Jong-un and Biden had compared Kim Jong-un to Hitler. He basically said that the, that the way that because we're having meetings with Kim Jong-un and because Trump is trying to, to manage that relationship, he compared that to it being the same thing as pre-World War II, us trying to maintain a relationship with Hitler. Oh. So he brought up Hitler. Okay. Um, first of all, I, ever since when did the Democrat not want peace that this has been a big question I've had today as these peace deals come out and all these liberal lefties are attacking these peace deals. And I'm just like, okay, left I'm old enough to remember when you guys were begging for peace in the middle East. And now that we're, we might be getting peace in the middle East. It's a joke and it's funny and it's just convenient and ha 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 orange man, bad orange man, bad above everything. I know. I'm like, are you wanting to go to war? I think they do. Like, are you wanting to uh, get your number drawn in the draft? We know Joe Biden wants to go to war. Joe Biden's a warmonger. Obama was the worst president when it came to war. More America. How about this? I saw this statistic today. I thought it was a beaut. More Americans died in the middle East when Obama was president than when Bush was president. Really? Yeah. Like triple, triple the number That's of Americans died while Obama was. And you know how many Americans have died overseas What in, in the Middle East with Trump as president? Probably significantly less. 34. There you go. 34 is the number. 34. Yeah. I bet that's like a tenth of. Over 1,300 with Obama. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a bit crazy. Yeah, I thought that was a very crazy statistic. So, yeah, Biden loves war, okay? Because Biden's part of the crooked crony establishment who makes money off war. So you just, you have to understand. That's why they hate Trump so much. He takes away from their wallet. The other stupid moment that Joe Biden had, and they've actually turned this into like a campaign ad for him. I don't know why they think this is good or this was good last night. He called Trump Abraham Lincoln at one point, I think. Yeah, he either called Trump Abraham Lincoln or he called Abraham Lincoln a racist. Either way, it was super cringe. And like, I think he sarcastically meant it like, OK, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, but it didn't come off. It that did way. not come off. No, that I way. think I was up getting a drink and I was standing in the kitchen and I was like, what in the world just happened? I even looked at Scott and I'm like, what? Well, even Trump was like. Did he just call me Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, <laughs> Something like, like that. He's like, hi, why, my name is uh, why, Donald Trump. Why did he call me Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> I think that was like the first. It was just so funny. And then Biden was like, oh, you know, because you, you you say that yourself, that you're Abraham Lincoln. And he's Donald like, Trump's like, no, no I, I never don't. called myself Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, he said that he was, what, the least. Uh... The, he says, and I hate this line. I, there are some things Trump says. And I'm just like, dude, don't say that. It sounds so dumb. But he says, I'm the least racist. I've done more for the black community than any other president. 
since, since Abraham Lincoln. Right. And for a while, it was maybe even Abraham Lincoln. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, Trump, shut up, like, dude. Leave We're trying that to out. get you to win. And you say dumb things like this. Stop. I hate that line. He says it. He said it again. Well, he even he even did something last night, too. And it, it was at the very, very end of the debate. And he's like, maybe. And I hate to say it, but. And I don't know what he was talking, like, the context was. I'm going to have to go back and look. He has watch. these lines that he yeah. always delivers. And they're always just like. I'm like, if you're second cringe. guessing it, don't say it. Yeah. I enjoy when Trump goes off script at his rallies because those are his people. So he can he can say silly things. When he does it here, I'm always just like, dude, you got normies watching. Stop. Just stop. Yeah, if Don't you're trying to win anyone over, you're not doing it. So another interesting thing that happened during another Biden gaffe, in my opinion, um, is Biden threw Obama under the bus uh, when it came to immigration. So he was pressed about their record of deportations during uh, their tenure in the White House because they deported a lot of people. I mean, there was, there was a point where people were joking about Obama calling him deporter in chief because they were deporting so many people under that regime. And Biden said, this was his, his exact response. I have it quoted here. He said, because we made a mistake. Wait, is that a real quote? I hope I, if I wrote this correctly, then he said, because we made a mistake made. I don't know if that's real. That might be a typo. But he says, because we made a mistake, it took too long to get it right. It took too long to get it right. I'll be president of the United States, not vice president of the United States. Boom. Slamming Obama. Basically saying, if I were president, I would have done it differently and I would have got it right. Old Barry got it wrong. That's, I don't know. How, I, I know Obama's very proud of his record. And Obama's a very proud man. So I don't know how Obama, who's currently on the campaign trail with for Biden, yes. is going to feel about old Biden, uh, who Barry has called an F up in the past. I don't know how he's going to feel about Biden throwing his name in the mud. I know. Just I, uh, interesting yeah. point. I took note of it because I thought that was very interesting. Um, he also said he's going to make 11 million undocumented people citizens within 100 days of his first administration. No, so no, no. But what I, I love I most of that is that. he called them so-called dreamers. So-called dreamers. So-called. So-called. Like, he doesn't believe the fact that they're dreamers. Oh, they're probably not all of them. Um, but I just thought that was a very interesting, uh, interesting note. Um, so, you know, Trump did press Biden on the Hunter stuff, right? Trump got to, found his opportunity and took it. And... That was good. He needed to be pressed on it because it is something that I think he needs to speak to. He didn't have a really good answer for it. He blamed Russia once again, um, which is really tired, as we've already talked about. We're just tired of hearing them blame Russia for everything. And he did, though, make a definitive statement. And he said, I did not take any money from any foreign entities. Now, technically, that's probably true. Joe Biden did not directly take money from foreign entities. What he did was he used his son as a mediary. So Hunter was the one taking the money from the foreign entities and then giving Joe a 10% cut. Yeah, but even if you're using a middleman, you're still taking that money from... Yeah, but when he gets pressed on it, he can say, look, I said I never took it directly. Yeah, okay. I never did. It was never me and them. It was Hunter and them. Gotcha. Um, which also makes Joe a POS if he's using his son to, to do that, his drug addict son. That's... I mean, I, he, last debate, he said that he was very proud of him. Well, it really so... bothers me because Joe runs, and I see people say it. And as a matter of fact, right around our house, you know, without disclosing our location, there's a giant sign in somebody's yard that basically says, if you want it re to return to decency, vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden runs as the decent candidate. He's a decent man. 
Oh, it says civility on it. What? Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. It doesn't yeah. matter. Joe Biden is the candidate for civility. Joe Biden is an effing asshole who used his drug addict son to make money overseas. Joe Biden, for 47 years, took advantage of the taxpayers so that he could make money. He got rich while he was in office. Yeah, he did. And, you know, that is not a decent man. A decent man doesn't hit on the wife of the secret service agents that are protecting him. A decent man doesn't hit on the wife of first responders during the Boston bombing, which Joe Biden did. There's reports. He did. The, the, the first responders are out there. The wives are out there. They've made comments. Joe Biden was hitting on their wives while they were, uh, you know, right what? after they had uh, during the Boston bombing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also keep in mind that a decent man doesn't sniff kids. No, he, they don't. Okay. All right. A decent man doesn't eulogize a white supremacist. Uh, a decent man doesn't support segregationists, which, by the way, Joe Biden has multiple times in his career. A decent man doesn't call black people predators. That is none of these are the acts of a decent man. All right. A decent man doesn't call a guy fat while he's standing there looking at him because the guy challenges you. Or a lion dog face pony soldier. That's right. Whatever that means. Is not a decent man. He is a crony, crooked establishment politician who voted for the war in Iraq. Joe tells these stories. All right, I'm about to get off on a tangent, but I, I want to. Joe, he did it at the debate last night. He, he looked at the camera, and I got so sick of him looking at the camera and sticking his stupid-ass hand out there, looking at the camera, saying... I mean, that's what speaking, Obama did. Speaking directly to the voters, saying, yeah. saying if, you, if you have an empty seat at your table, or you're laying in your bed and you're reaching over trying to grab the wife that's no longer there, or the husband that's no longer there, you can blame Trump. Which, by the way, a decent person wouldn't hang the heads of 200,000 people on the president of the United States, who had no control of the virus coming here, by the way. Yeah. A decent decent person wouldn't blame 200,000 people's deaths on somebody whose fault it is not. Okay. That's not something a decent person does. So let's just start there. But then if you, if you move forward and you look at this man and he's sitting here and he's telling you that all these people died because of the decision of this one man. Well, listen to me, MFR, you voted for the war in Iraq. So every soldier that died over in the Middle East, those parents that buried their kids who have an empty seat at their dinner table because their loved ones are never, never coming back. They can blame you for that because you voted for that war. Exactly. All Trump has done is tried to get those kids out of the Middle East. But you voted for that. So their blood, if it's on anybody's hands, it's on the people who voted to send our troops over to Iraq, which is you. So two can play that game of hanging dead, you know, Americans on someone else's someone else's plate. Two people can can play that game. Well, that and you have the each one in one. You can hang that over. Absolutely. The fact that they handled that so poorly. So poorly. And how many people died from that? A lot. Way more than... No, it wasn't more. It was less. Was but it? It was, le- it was harder to spread. It was more deadly of a, of a virus. I think it was a virus. But it was less spreadable. It didn't spread. I don't think it was airborne. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so it, was, it didn't spread as well. But um, I do... We're, we're at 35 minutes. So I do want to pull this back just a second. Um. I, I looked at some of the polling after the debate last night. So the debate ends and I looked at some of the polling. Um, I hope I made my point before because I got so angry. Sometimes I do this. I get so angry that I forget what my point was you even initially. You go off on a little tangent. And then I, but... I, yeah, I go off. Um, 
anyways if i didn't just just comment or something and let me know and i'll circle back around and make the point i probably made it on twitter um so i'll tell you this so after the debate i was looking at some of the polling and if you it's a tale of two worlds cnn says joe biden won big time joe biden was the winner but then i'm on twitter and i'm looking at these polls on twitter and it's 96% Donald Trump, 97% Donald Trump, 88% Donald Trump. So it's like a tale of two worlds, you know, and it, it just I find it interesting. Um, I don't think there's any question as to who won this debate. Well, where were these polls coming from? Because I, I saw a bunch of these and they're all they all look exactly the same with the percentages a little bit different. Yeah, I think like the, I think the one that I got was from. I can't remember. I think it was Breitbart. So that's going to be a little biased. But still, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious that Trump won. Okay. Now, I do understand that I have to accept my own biases here. But Joe Biden didn't have an answer. Trump pressed. Trump sounded. He acted presidential. Okay. Trump spoke to the voters in a way that Joe just didn't, in my opinion. Um Joe has all of this stuff hanging over him. He seemed rattled at times. He seemed shook, shaken at times. Um, (laughs) He did seem shook. I I just don't, I think this was a clear Trump win. I think it was a, it was advantage Trump big time in my opinion. Oh yeah, I definitely Joe Biden made the biggest gaffes of his campaign possibly. If you do that, you lose a debate automatically. There's just no coming back from that. Um, There, there, you know, one interesting exchange I do want to hit on that I see that I missed because I'm looking at my notes the minimum wage is real funny to me because Joe was talking about raising the minimum wage. And I think he even said that it would help small businesses if he raised the minimum wage or it wouldn't impact small businesses. Trump, obviously a businessman, hits him back with, hey, yeah, that's going to affect small businesses. Yeah, small we, businesses more than any they other They can't business. afford to pay people $15 an hour and keep the doors open, especially after we just got through a pandemic. A lot of these businesses are taking losses this year. Anyways, the small businesses that survived the pandemic and are able to come back, now they got to pay their staff $15 an hour. The first thing they're going to do is cut their staff down to half. And the second thing they're going to do is probably close because they've already got hit by the pandemic. Now they're getting hit by this. If you really want to shut out small business, that's a great way to do it raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Joe Biden bring, brought up first responders, how they don't deserve to make 6 $7 an hour. Well, you know what? I don't know very many first responders who make 6 $7 an hour. And if there are, I agree with Joe. They should be making a lot more money than that. Um, that's just true. So I, I, yeah, CNN 53%, Joe Biden 39%, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, how how where they the get debate. these numbers from? They ask their viewers. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Now, the only people watching that debate on CNN are people who are probably going to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, you have anyway. a biased sample pool there. You sure do. Um, so, I just, I found that interesting. Um, but, that all being said, all right, I want to talk about, before we move on from the debate, I want to talk about some of the lies that Joe Biden told during the debate, okay? Joe Biden claimed that no one lost their insurance under Obamacare. That was a claim that Joe made. Okay, he said, not, this is the quote, not one single person, private insurance, would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. 
False. False. You lost yours. Uh, exactly. First of all, I can verify this is false yeah. from my own life experience, okay? Obamacare passes. All of a sudden, I get a letter from my insurance company saying, I'm sorry, we have to cancel your policy because of Obamacare. Yeah, it literally, like, like, said it in the letter. It did. I'll never I remember forget this it. letter. Yeah. Yeah, because you had to, like, go in and pick a different plan. plan a much more expensive plan that was yeah. worse. It was worse than the plan that I had. And, because and of Obama. I think that's why he uh, proposed to me was to get on my insurance. No. <laughs> Not true. Um, okay, so here's a fact. Up to 6 million people actually lost their private health insurance plan under Obamacare. Okay? And the reason is, is because Obamacare outlawed private insurance to offer private plans that didn't live up, live up to Obamacare's standards. All right? Um... And it, it just, remember the mandate, the mandate too, where they would fine people. If you didn't want insurance, that's fine, but you got to pay a fine to the government. So you were oh, yeah. fined not to have insurance. Well, yeah. Now you still get that stupid, like when you get your, uh, um, W2 from work and they send you that extra piece of paper in the mail and it's like, oh, this is to verify you had health insurance all 12 months of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, yeah, here's here's number two. America was cozy with Hitler. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe. That's that's not true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Franklin Roosevelt was the president during Hitler's rise. Roosevelt was the president in 1932. Hitler became Germany's chancellor in 1934. Um, but at no time uh, did Roosevelt think positively of Hitler. Um, he tried to stay out of the war. Uh, but obviously we were we were brought into that war. But at no time were we ever friendly with Hitler. So um, take that for, for whatever. Okay. And Joe Biden's old enough to know that. So he, he should know. Uh, Joe Biden, I never opposed fracking. I have never said I oppose fracking. That is the quote. Um, Biden spent the entire primary opposing fracking. Uh, like we said earlier, there's a ton of video. Donald Trump did, in fact, keep his promise and tweeted the video today. So you can go Good. take a look at that. Um, here you go. Uh, Joe Biden. I didn't oppose Trump's China travel ban. I remember him saying this because I remember him also saying that he called Trump xenophobic for different reasons. It wasn't because of the, tra the travel ban that he called Trump a xenophobe. OK, that, that, that is not what he said. But here are some tweets from Joe Biden. I'm going to read them out loud to you okay we are in a midst now this is from february 1st so it's important to note that okay we are in the midst of a crisis with the coronavirus we need to lead the way with science not donald trump's record of hysteria xenophobia and fear-mongering he's the worst possible person to lead our country through a global health emergency now okay he responds to a tweet from donald trump about where Trump says that he made the decision to close the borders from China. So this is the thing that's in question. Joe yeah, Biden saying yeah. he never called him xenophobic for that. So this is Trump's tweet. Joe Biden responds to the tweet, stop the xenophobic fear-mongering. He did call Trump xenophobic for shutting the you borders know, with China. One, one uh, point to make here, okay? Donald Trump is unique as a politician especially as a president, because he is the one who is actively tweeting yes. these things. I bet you anything, Joe has never opened Twitter before. Joe himself. Never. He Not probably one time. doesn't know how to use it, what to do with it, how to reply to someone, or share it. So I bet you anything, 
Joe never said that himself. Oh, of course. Someone else did. So maybe you're right. Maybe in Joe's mind, he's like, I never called it xenophobic. I... Exactly. Joe Biden couldn't spell xenophobic. No, no, he wouldn't be he able to. He wouldn't be able to do it. I'm sorry. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to put four words together in a sentence there. No. Well, he kind of does have a sentence fragment in that tweet. Yeah. Be um, honest. But, but this is the proof right here. Now, also, another lie is, is discovered, uh, uncovered by these tweets. So Joe Biden said that he wanted Trump to act earlier on Trump's China ban. That was mm-hmm. his big thing was, I wanted you to act earlier. You didn't act early enough. Well, here we are March 18th. Okay. So we're well into at this point, our first cases in America. It's March 18th. Joe Biden is criticizing Trump for closing the border to China oh, yeah. on March 18th. He did not want Trump to do this earlier. He thought Trump did this too early. That was his stance. Mm-hmm. And this tweet right here proves that. Yeah. He thought it was xenophobic. He thought it was unnecessary. Another lie, illegal aliens show up for asylum hearings after being caught and released. So catch and release that, you know, catch and release. You catch the illegal aliens, you release them, and they'll show up for their court date. Of course they will. Why Why wouldn't they show up for their court date? People don't show up uh, for so their court here's, dates even. Here's, yeah, here's no. Biden's. Kelly would know a little about this. So here's Biden's quote. The catch and release, you know, what he's talking about there. If, in fact, you had family, came across, they're arrested. They, in fact, were given a date to show up their hearing. They were released. And guess what? They showed up for their hearing. Yeah, I doubt that. Here you go. Uh, catch, and, catch and release, okay? Uh, so I'll, I actually will defer to you on this, okay? You you may have experienced the courts. Oh, yeah. I won't say in what capacity, but yeah. you might have a little. Uh, would you say that this is is commonplace? To, to catch and release? In your experience. And that where, people come you, back to you, court. Yes, that's do your you know, experience. Do you know how many times, okay, judges sitting up on the bench looking at a defendant who's in custody saying, if I let you out today, you got to promise me that you'll come back to court. <laughs> I hear that almost on a daily basis. Yeah, that's because you have bad judges. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, probably a tenth of those people come back to court. Maybe that. Well, that's funny you say a tenth. Yeah. Because the statistic that I have right in front of me is that 90% do not. <laughs> so it's funny, funny that it's actually yes. funny that you say a tenth. Uh, this would agree uh, with you. Yeah. Um, raising the minimum wage does not hurt anyone. Joe Biden, there is no evidence that when you raise the minimum wage, business has gone out of business. That is simply not true. <laughs> now, it's important to note, Joe Biden wants to $15 an hour, which is actually double the federal minimum wage right now. Yeah, I thought it was like okay. seven something. Yeah. And, and his claim is that if you force companies to do that, they won't fire anybody and they won't go out of business. And they he says it's never happened before. Okay. Has he never done accounting work? Business work? No, yeah exactly you you look paying somebody 15 there's a pot yes all right and it only goes so far that's right there's a bottom to the pot and when it runs out it it's runs out. out it's out that's how business works this is what i don't understand i know he's saying this because he's hoping that you don't understand it he gets it he's hoping well he probably a, a politician a normal politician that has their faculties gets that when they say that they just don't give a crap yeah okay? that's true they're hoping that you are too stupid to understand Yeah, that. you as the voter. And judging by a lot of people on Twitter, many people are too stupid to understand that. But that's what they're hoping for. They're yeah. hoping that you're too stupid and you, 
maybe make under the minimum, you know, not under the minimum wage, but under the $15. So you hear that and you're like, yeah, I want to make $15 an hour. Yeah. Well, more likely you're not going to make $15 no, an hour. Your not. job's going to get cut. Yeah. You're going to be replaced happens. by somebody else. Well, you won't get replaced. They'll just cut the job. They'll replace they you by a robot or something. Well, like they're not, you Maybe know. one day, but not right now. Right now they'll just cut the job and go out of business. Yeah. They're not going to be able to afford it. Okay. Um, let's talk about another lie. Uh, Biden says that no one brought up uh, the troubling Ukraine conflicts uh, during the impeachment. Wait, what? All right. No one brought Biden says nothing was unethical. Here's the deal. We had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board. Um, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Okay. He claimed that, that this was reviewed. And, and people found that nothing was, in, there was no impropriety here. Okay. That's what he's saying. What was reviewed? Um, he's saying that um, the Hunter Biden stuff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The Hunter Biden stuff. Okay. Um, he's saying he did his job impeccably. Uh, he, he just carried out U.S. policy and there was no uh, impropriety there. And that, that's not true. That is not true. This constantly gets brought up that Republicans did a review of this and determined there was no impropriety. And that is not true because there's so much more to this. Maybe a portion of it they did, but but not all of it. OK. And as more. And again, too, I can determine that something's not true. All right. Murder. Somebody gets murdered. And I have all the evidence that I have. Yeah, it's all about what you have in front of you. Based on the evidence I have, you know, I interview somebody. I let him go. He's no longer a suspect. Yeah. Well, then it turns out somebody finds the, the, the victim's head in his fridge. Yep. But now all of a sudden, Got surprisingly, he's a suspect again. <laughs> yeah. Because we found more evidence. That's how this works. It's not just like... Oh, we did this report this. We, you know, people looked it over and they said it's fine. Mm -hmm. What did they have to look over? They didn't have this laptop. They didn't have this hard drive with all these emails on it. Exactly. So, you know, new evidence comes up and things change, Joe. That's how this works. Um, It's so annoying. He claimed that Trump never told Putin to stop meddling in American elections. He said, to the best of my knowledge, which, by the way, he would have no knowledge of personal conversations or conversations of the president. I don't think the president has said anything to Putin about election meddling. Um, Very interesting to me when his family, if you want to talk about Russia, okay, let's talk about this. Trump has sanctioned Russia more than any president since Ronald Reagan, okay? We have put more sanctions on Russia under the Trump presidency than we certainly did under the, the Obama presidency. And here's the deal, okay? It's not Trump's kids that took $3.5 million from the former mayor of Moscow, all right? That was Hunter Biden, who was having an affair with her, I think. Yeah. So... Your face. <laughs> Hunter's emails are part of a Russian plan. This is another thing Joe said. We talked about this a little bit, okay? Joe claims there are 50 former intelligence folks who say that this sounds like Russian intelligence. This sounds like a plot from Russia, okay? First of all, I don't know how many intelligence folks there are. I'm assuming way more than 50. So even if 50 of them say it, that doesn't mean it's true, okay? 50 people can have the wrong opinion very easily. Um, But look, it's been verified. It continues to be verified from multiple sources now. Multiple people are saying the laptop is Hunter's. There's signature verification. The, and the emails are real. 
two people who were on the emails, at least two, have now corroborated that they're real. The emails are real. So unless everyone's a Russian and I just don't know it, that's not true. Trump refused to take responsibility for the coronavirus. Okay. He said Trump takes no responsibility. Um, In all honesty, um, Trump has taken responsibility for the early testing. Um, Well, actually, time out. First of all, Trump, I've heard Trump take responsibility for some of the failures. That This is another constant thing that gets brought up, consistently gets brought up, that Trump has never, ever taken responsibility for any of the failures early on, that Trump has said that he's always done an impeccable job. Trump does believe he's done a good job, but I will say this, Trump, I've heard him personally say, there are things we could have done better. We didn't know everything. I've heard him say that. I've even heard him say, I've I've had the virus now. And now that I've had the virus, my opinion on the virus has changed. Mm -hmm. I've gone through it. I know what it's like to go through it. Um, But there are also things that you can't blame on Trump. For instance, the virus coming over here in the first place. This isn't Trump's fault. Trump didn't bring the virus over here. No, it Uh, was actually one person that brought the virus to the United States. Yeah, China. Yeah, well, one person who had it brought it to the United States. Well, sure, States. but this is all China's fault. Oh, we all I know, know it. it okay? is. But also, Trump, any of the early testing failures, any of that stuff, that was the CDC. The CDC messed up the tests. Yeah, that's not Trump's fault. Not Trump's fault. Trump's not designing them or no. making them or producing them. He's coordinating the efforts to the best of his ability, but failures are going to happen along the way, especially when we don't know everything. We're learning. Like, you take, there's a ramp-up period, okay? When you start to do something new, you got to learn it first. So there's always kind of a ramp-up period where you're going to make mistakes early on until you learn more about what you're dealing with that's what well, happened and, and here. half the battle was learning what you're testing for exactly we did we, we didn't know anything about this think about early it's hard to remember this because a lot has happened this year but early on think about how quickly and how much information changed about the virus oh constantly constantly you were hour hearing, by hour you were hearing different things and not from random sources from the cdc themselves they were doling out just different they still do it like you'll still get something where oh the cdc stepped back on you know the contagency of this air you know this yeah. being airborne and then oh they rolled that back actually it is airborne yeah, um, and the whole, like, it'll stay on surface for, like, 20 days, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, it doesn't live on surfaces at all, and then they're back to saying, saying it's weeks. And That's what I'm saying. So, look, the other thing is, he claimed Trump has alienated all of our allies, okay? And this is patently false. Uh, our relationship with Israel is incredibly strong, all right? Uh, Mexico is paying for the wall, um, and they've, they've stepped in to stop and hint clamp down on illegal immigration I can't, I can't help but chuckle at his quote there <laughs> what he, he pokes his finger in the eye of all of our friends yeah <laughs> it's just hilarious um peace is breaking out in the middle east again just today what do we got another peace deal yeah um, from sudan and israel this is a big one this actually ends a war um and if trump is reelected, i mean i don't see any reason why we won't see peace all throughout the middle east which by the way might be one of the greatest accomplishments of any president in the history of the united states of america yeah. in the history of the world sure sounds like a lot of alienation so i i don't know what he's talking about if he's talking about getting us out of the freaking tpp and these bad trade deals well you know what thank god trump did that by the way that was something that bernie sanders also ran on so i just think it's important to note that so that's like about as extensive uh debate coverage is we're going to get overall kelly do you think it moved the needle you think the debate moved the needle at all i mean i think i think 
I actually think it did. I don't think it would have, but I think Biden making that gaffe about oil, which they have done everything today to try and walk that puppy back. I think that that you know, that's going to influence it's, some people. It's really hard to say whether or not this moved the needle because a lot of people at this point are pretty decided on who they're voting for unless it's something that's directly going to impact them, like oil or the fracking or anything like right. that. But at this point, people are pretty much decided... And even if Biden were to say something that wasn't the best, he has said a lot worse and it hasn't swayed people. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it definitely makes me more secure in who I'm voting for, but I've known who I've been voting for for a long time. Yeah, it wasn't so. going to sway me. No. Um, no. But I, I do want to bring up one thing. So I noticed on Twitter that... Um, there was a lot of conversation today around the African-American vote. Now, my opinion is that Trump's going to do better with African-Americans than Republicans have ever done. I think he's going to beat his, his 2016 numbers. I honestly, you know, they say he needs 13%. If he gets 13% of the black vote, and um, I think he only needs three more points then in the Latino vote, and then he'll win the election in a landslide. I, I think that's possible uh, because a lot of the information that I'm seeing, thanks to people like Candace Owens, thanks to people like... Um, Brandon Straka, the, the whole walk away movement, you know, people are kind of waking up to the fact that the Democrats have been using African-Americans for a long, long time, using them and then doing nothing to benefit them. And I want to I want to point to a poll and maybe I'll, I'll end the show on this. So Rasmussen does um, daily numbers. They do daily polls on, on the job approval of the presidency. OK, one one key note of this is the national daily black so African-American likely voter job approval for the, the president of the United States. Seems like a weird stat that they just pull out black people individually. They do it for Latinos, too. Um, but, okay, this is a week, basically. Actually, yeah, five, and, day, and five days. likely voters, not five just days. random people. They're likely voters. That's right. Monday, October 19th, it was 25%, which, by the way, for a Republican, 25% is pretty darn good. Um, it's pretty good. Tuesday, 10, 20, 24%. So right around the same same percentage. However, Wednesday, October 21st, it jumped up to 31%. Mm-hmm. Then you get to Thursday, October 22nd, and we're now at 37%. And then finally, after the debate last night, it went up almost 10 points to 46% job approval yeah, that's crazy. by blacks. That's crazy. Now, the feedback I've gotten on this, because I've been curious, like, what the heck changed this number? Yeah, so 21% in a week. And the feedback that I've gotten is Trump actually did a lot to speak to black voters yesterday during the debate. And I said, what? You know, and maybe it's just something I didn't even notice because, you know, I don't know. I was too busy tweeting, which is possible. But Trump hit Biden. There was a whole part of the debate that was about race Mm -hmm. and race relations in this country. And Donald Trump is is promising to to do something about this. You know, he is promising to take action on this. And one thing about Trump that I will say, more than I'll say for any politician I've ever been involved with, Donald Trump keeps his freaking promises. To as to as best he can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, promises made, promises kept. Yeah. And Donald Trump is making a significant part of his next four years, you know, handling some of the issues that affect African Americans in this country. Um, and I think this is resonating with black voters. I really do. I, I think Joe Biden's history of racism and, and look, I don't throw the isms and the ists out because I just think it's stupid. I think it's an easy way to get out of a debate is to instantly call somebody an ism or an ist. But 
I will say this about Joe Biden. Joe Biden has made very racist statements, even in the past year. Oh, yeah. And I think it's starting to resonate with black voters. I think black voters are starting to see, you know, Trump ice cube, you know, comes the rapper ice cube, right? Which is so funny. I always think it's funny. I Maybe this is racist and I shouldn't say it, but I do think it's funny when people stand up and then they act as a representative for a group of people. Yeah. It would be like me going and saying, guys, I represent all white people today as I stand before you. <laughs> so I am a decision maker for all of white America. Jesse Jackson always used to do this. And like, if anybody would say anything racist, they would have to go apologize to Jesse Jackson. And I always thought it was funny that why is Jesse Jackson like some proxy for all black people in America? You know, it's like, I I just, I always found it kind of funny, but whatever. So Ice Cube has been working with, you know, and he offered this up. So he came up with this like plan to help, you know, black people. No, that wasn't his plan. The platinum plan is based off of his plan. Oh, okay, okay. I think his plan was like a contract with black America or something like that. Okay. So he came up with this plan. And he pitched it to both candidates. And he got one call from the Biden group who said, we like this. We'll talk to you after the election. And he got another call from the Trump campaign who said, we like this. We want you to come in right now. Mm -hmm. We want to talk to you about this. So he works with the Trump campaign and they come up with the platinum plan based off of his plan together. And. I do think it's funny that it's called the platinum plan, but whatever. Yeah, it is really funny. Whatever, you know, I don't care. It's, it's, you know, it's dedication to, to improving black America is what it is. It's, yeah, it's increasing opportunity zones. It's, it's working to improve, you know, African-American families and some of that, that, that those social con, those social issues that really do affect African-Americans. You know, young African-American boys, many of them grew up without a father. And to think that that doesn't affect you in some way, shape, or form, or to think that doesn't affect your potential for being successful in life, that's just outrageous. I mean, there's statistics to back it up that kids who grow up in a single parent household have it a lot worse than kids who grow up with both parents in the house. Feminists will get pissed at, at me saying that, but it, statistics back it up. It's no, just, it's, it's simply true. true. And, 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 you know, that, that's something that plagues the African-American community that I don't see a lot of people in Black Lives Matter giving a crap about, but it's something that's very, very serious, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's something that needs to be addressed. And however we can do that, I don't know what that is. But I think there's many, many people who would love to help with that. I mean, look, I I want what's best for all Americans, regardless of race. Black, you know, Latinos, forget even race. Gay, gay people, lesbians, even if you're trans. You know, you know, I want what's best for you. I want you to be able to live your life the way that you want to live it. I don't want to be preached at about anything because I want to live my life the way that I want to live it. But I want you to live and be successful and and you know, be prosperous. Right. So when I hear Trump say this and he's got real ideas and he's bringing in people like Larry Elder, who it's phenomenal. I just think that's fantastic. And I think African-Americans think it's fantastic, particularly young black men, apparently who are, who are really resonating with Trump's message and, and boy, are, are we all better off for it? Yes. So that that's, that's all I got to say. And again, you know, I don't know, man. I don't think Joe Biden's going to do anything to sew up the division in this country. I, I don't. I don't. I think people who are going to riot if Trump wins, they're going to riot if Biden wins, too, because I just don't think they care. Um, they just want to go out and riot. They're angry. So they have no meaning. They have no purpose. So they go out and they do this stuff. Um, but I think that's it. I think we covered the debate about as much as I ever want to. I don't think I ever want to talk about it again now. I'm done. Done with it? I'm, I think I'm done. I've been yeah. arguing with people all day on Twitter today, not about the debate, but about dumb stuff. Um, and I just think it's really funny. 
so so people are really funny i you learn that when you're on twitter people are ridiculous but um do you have anything else to, to close out the show no, or? i think you just about covered all it. all right well thank you everybody much for thank you everybody much thank you <laughs> all right joe Biden. <laughs> listen here fat thanks for listening um we will uh we'll talk to you guys later next time bye <laughs>